Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing, love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Just come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest could be described as the earring queen. She's bright, joyous, and inspiring. Her business was established nine years ago as a very small, fun hobby. It has since expanded to a successful business with a huge following, but it's still primarily a one-gal show, and a very busy one-gal at that. A very big welcome to Emily Dornbush, the owner, creator, and maker at Ameldo. Welcome. So Thank you. So excited to be on. It's so nice to like, I feel like I know you. Well, yeah, I feel like I know you. <laughs> and we've <laughs> never met properly before. I'm like, I want to go to Orange um, and I just want to go hang out at the shop for a while and like, just be in some photos. <laughs> Anytime. We, we'd love to have you, you here. Orange, you know? I know. After you're out of lockdown, you'll have to be able, you'll have to yeah. come up here. But I know, when you guys do one of your, um, uh, what are they called? Huddles. Huddles. I would love to come. Yeah, we do. The girl that does my digital marketing formula. I'm like, wait, we need to go. Let's work our way. We're definitely getting you here for that. I yeah. know. We had to postpone the next one, but you definitely, we want yeah. you to be a mentor for it. But yeah, Ameldo is one of our, um, we stock it in the clothing side of our business and it's just going gangbusters. Yeah, I know you, you do some of my biggest wholesale orders, which yeah, always appreciated and so good to get the word out into other areas. As we say, like Orange is not my region, New South Wales, you know, inland. So, um, yeah, it's awesome. Love your orders coming through. <laughs> and all your photos, you give, you give me content. So oh, that's also it's good. really, really well welcomed. <laughs> the, love is, the love is mutual for one another. So for those of um, the listeners that don't know, can you tell everyone what Ameldo is and what you do? Yep. So Ameldo is a jewellery brand um, that I started nine years ago when I was like 21, um, yeah. just kind of, I was doing all the rope necklaces for ages. And that just kind of was like a little hobby thing that a few friends started wanting to wear. I made like a um, Tumblr account as a version of an online store and said, send me a screenshot or like, I don't know, like send me the style name in a text and I'll send you my bank details and you can order it. Like that's my backwards oh, system that I used to do. Clunky. And then got on um, Shopify or whatever a few years later and I was just doing the rope necklaces for ages. Like that's all it was and it was really popular as that. Um, there were so many good like little incidents that had happened to keep the popularity going and it's, I guess that's what's helped it grow. But um yeah, I guess I wasn't the earring queen back then, but then now... You're the rope necklace queen. <laughs> rope necklace thing. And um, it's just all kind of adapted. Like, you know, I've still got the rope necklaces and they still go really well, but instead now I do them as like a small... Like I'll do 10 of one style and not just... It was just 24-7 like knotting and like fiddly bits and yeah. But now the earrings thing is definitely more me. 
Yes. But the necklace has kind of set like the taste of the brand, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting. It's been really good. And now it's, I guess it's my full-time job now. It wasn't for ages, but um, it has been for three years and yeah, like love it. Just a little accident though. Like didn't know that it would end up being my job. <laughs> Isn't that so great? I'm like totally, where's the name Emeldo come from? Cause I'm just like really oh, fascinated. E-M, Emily, E-L, Elizabeth, my middle name, D-O, Dawn Bush. So like oh. my three first two letters of each name. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. I did change my name when I got married because I'm like, well, then I'm Emelmo. Like, no, that's like Emelmo. It still has a nice ring to it, though, as well, but it's yeah. lovely. Oh, yeah. And my sister just came up with it, like, again, years ago when I did all the rope necklaces and it just, we just stuck with it. Like, I didn't know that it would still be around. If I was to name, start this business now and name it something, I don't think, like, I don't know what I'd call it because this is just a Meldo. Like it's nothing else now. It has to be a Meldo. Like, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So we've got to go back to the beginning. We're going to backtrack and then we're going to come back to where you're at now. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you currently live on the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. Have you always lived there? Yeah. Like I was born Did you grow in up there? and like grew up here. And then we, I've lived in Melbourne for a bit. Torquay for a bit which is where my husband's from and then we came back over here three years ago um because we bought over here and yeah we've yeah I've been here though like you know essentially forever and mum and dad are always have always been down here as well so yeah it's been a beautiful place to grow up yeah it is really good it's like small enough that it's you know like peaceful and nice and i know everyone from melbourne like kind of thinks it's quite small town thing but to me it actually does feel like it's quite busy <laughs> yes yeah. yeah well in this lockdown you've been counted as the cbd of melbourne so yeah, which is exactly. very annoying for you guys i'm sure yeah lots of tourists and stuff so i guess that's possibly maybe why as well but yeah, yeah. yeah. okay so when you're at school were you always creative or business-minded? Um, creative, yes. Business-minded, no. And I feel like I'm still not business-minded. Like, couldn't... I don't know anything about business things. Just things just accidentally happen and it worked out. But, um, yeah, creative, yes. Like, we found these photos the other week of me and my friend when we are in primary school, like, doing these little street markets in Mornington. Oh. Selling jewellery, like beaded jewellery. Stop it. That you'd made? Yeah, that we made. And, um, yeah, so always, like, loved doing creative stuff. But Dad is a builder, so he's, like, creative, I guess. But um, Mum, not at all. And then my grandma, one grandma was, like, crazy good knitter and really creative. And then the other grandma was a seamstress. So we're, I don't know, like, it's in there. But... You know, like when I wanted to learn to sew and get a sewing machine for Christmas and stuff, mum's like, well, I don't know who's going to teach you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, funny, but I guess too, as well, with all those, like a dad is a builder and things like that, there is that business side as well that you're seeing. Well, yeah, dad's like run his own business the whole time. 
and then your little market stalls in the street that would i used to do the same thing as well with my brother we'd sell pikelets and um cordial and drawings that we'd covered in glad wrap that so it looked a bit like glass you know so maybe you know shop and creativity and jewelry are just in you dna and like i hadn't during school in like then high school i did do um like textiles and uh, i did um like i don't know like what was that subject even called like a computer subject and stuff oh, yeah. like, so i did always i actually for out i kind of like that computer side of things mm. a little more well not more but like i am better at that than somewhere like the accounting or like any of that but after during school like i just didn't ever see myself doing like a creative job I guess like it was more just like a hobby, like something I liked doing. I liked making clothes and stuff in high school and, um, you know, buying things from the op shop and adapting them and making jewellery and making anything really. Um, And then, yeah, I got into, well, I actually got into midwifery initially. Oh, Um, really? Yeah. yeah. And I went for a week until I dropped out. (laughs) before the census date. So I'm like, well, I'm not paying. I'm going to have a hex fee if I don't drop out. But I was in like... So why did you feel... Why did you decide to do midwifery in the first place? Well, I went to this... I went to an all-girls school, private all-girls school. It just was like... I don't know. It was very like... Everyone just wanted to do jobs that were more... I don't know. Like, you know, the doctors and... Or even just like nursing or teaching or something. And oh, I don't Lord, know, Lord. I've never seen myself doing any of that. But I think I just, you all were like pushing for an enter back then. And I didn't, like I did fine. I did well at school, I guess probably from also going to that school and like having friends that are all really studious and stuff. But I don't know, I just was not really part of it. And I didn't get, get like a great enter or anything. And I thought I did, I did like this idea of midwifery and I still like the idea of it, but I would never do it. Like I would be hopeless. I didn't even want any blood to be seen in my own birth, let alone. Oh, you would have been a terrible (laughs) wife. Terrible. I I think I like the outcome of like a baby that then you're like, okay, bye now. Like you're not mine. But um, yeah. And then after that, I got into health science. What the hell? <laughs> and, then, and then I never even went into that because I'm like, why Why am I me? Like, that is not happening. Yeah. And then I eventually, after a few little tests around doing other little bits and pieces, um, I went got into visual merchandising at RMIT, okay. which was a TAFE course, and there was, like, no essays or, like, bibliographies having to be written and stuff like that. Like, I'm not good at, like, following a system of, like, you need to do this this way. I don't know. So it was really refreshing going to TAFE. And RMIT TAFE in Melbourne is awesome. So it was, like, all hands-on learning and, yeah, loved that. So... And did you go and work in visual merchandising when you finished? Um, No, I ended up... So when I did my work experience, I accidentally ended up on a job with Jason Grant. I don't oh, know. Oh yes, yeah, that was Jason. Work, work experience job, and I wasn't meant to be with him, but the other styles had been sick, 
and he was then filling in the job. And so my first assistant, I have never assisted anything else at uni. This was like free work. And I rock up to a shoot with him and I was like having a panic attack. And I don't know, then I, cause that was at a studio that was in Port Melbourne at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were an agency as well. So then I just got heaps of assisting work. So once I finished uni, I started assisting heaps of stylists on shoot. And I don't know, one thing kind of, it's all connected because actually when I was on assisting at a shoot, that's when I met Phoebe from Sage and Claire, who was yeah. also assisting on the same shoot. So we were both on like a Maya job or something. And she taught me how to use Shopify. And I've messaged her since being like, do you realize that you really helped me make my online store from that stupid Tumblr site to Shopify? Cause we were both on a Maya shoot. So it all just like moved into that. I mean, I did a few VM jobs here and there, but like yeah. nothing crazy. It's kind of all just been freelance work since. And then for a little while, well, for three years, actually two or three years, I was at Cotton On Kids Head Office as creative specialist there so like planning all their um kids photo shoots and campaigns and stuff with a whole team of people um but running all of those so that was really fun and i did do that for three years before i started doing a meldo full time oh my gosh it's like you're the accidental business owner really but everything all that learning would have been towards one thing but isn't it funny how um, sometimes you can meet one person like yeah. when you met Phoebe or when you met Jason and one yeah. little conversation can lead you, can make such a big difference and they would yeah. never know, exactly. you know? Well, like that Jason Grant thing, like he would have no idea who I, who I am or anything, but like I was just this nervous little person that was like ironing sheets and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I just, <laughs> he never even does the jobs in Melbourne because he's Sydney, isn't he? Yeah. In Byron now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Byron now. So like, it was just weird that he was even at the shoot and like I just then met the um, people that run, had run the studio and the agent. So like it was just all connected and they just kept booking me for jobs. And I'm like, I'm still at uni. Like this was just meant to be work experience, but all right. Um, but yeah. And then Imeldo was always in the background. So yeah. I think after uni finished, it started, but again, accidentally. And so whilst I was at Cotton on Kids and, um, like, you know, other big full-time jobs, busy with other stuff. Amelro was just kind of there. Always a little always. side hustle. Yeah, but then I got, like, some good stockers and I got, like, on the front of the design files, which was just, like, the biggest Amazing. thing that happened. Yeah. Um, so once that design files thing happened, I feel like it really blew up a little bit because I got so many stockists from that. And that was in 2013. So, yeah. like, it was when... I guess, like, it was not before Instagram, but it was, I don't know, people had subscribed to, you know, newsletters and stuff like that, and it was so curated and so special. Well, it would still be an honour to be on that, but it was just, it wasn't Instagram. I don't know, like, you know. Yeah, it was sort of pre that as well, where everyone opened those newsletters probably every yeah, every time they came through. Like, blog blogs and I don't know that was just such a big thing back then and again mm. I messaged them since being like I still get click throughs like you know on your Shopify oh yes yeah. come from they still click through from the design files I'm like it's just the gift that keeps giving that that was just awesome so and do you think that's the point when you realize you could turn your hobby like your passion project into a business yeah 
Yeah, because like I was working in a shop again on like weekends and stuff and they stocked it. And so there I was like selling the product because I was working in that store, I was selling the product to the customer and you'd get the instant feedback, which you yeah. don't really have the chance to have your stuff in a shop and you're working there at the same time really unless you're opening your own store. So, yes. yeah, it was good and I could... I'd meet people and then they'd have a shop in Melbourne or something and then they'd stock just a few pieces and yeah, it was good. And it was a good learning, like doing it that way. But because I had to learn everything as I was going, I wasn't like going in with some plan as and knowing it was going to work. Cause I also just wasn't stressed if it wasn't going to work. Cause it wasn't a thing. Like it was just, it just was the little hobby there, but yeah. So that's and so what does Ameldo look like today? So it's mainly you, but how many stockers have you got? How do you I think I've got like sixty stockists. Yeah. Um amazing. Yeah, which is good. It's me, I say it's like a one man show, but it's not really. Like it yeah. it is still me behind the emails on doing the online store stuff doing the making, in the studio, packing your orders, etc. But then I have um, a friend of mine who also is, she does digital marketing and all that stuff. Like I do not know how to do any of that anymore since Instagram and social media became more than it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. paying for ads and all that stuff. So she does all of that and my EDMs, um, mm-hmm. which is so handy. And then... I have a girlfriend, Bonnie. She does work for me like one day a week um, making in the studio. Yeah. And that's just like a really casual setup though. And sometimes I'll just like send stuff home with her and she'll make it from home. Um, then I have my accountant <laughs> who is another friend as well. So he's yeah. like you know, just another young guy, which is awesome. Um, and he kind of keeps me in line and made me do smart things like, you know, <laughs> calorie so that I can buy a house and like yes, yeah. all over the place. Um, and then, I don't know, like mum, before I had Smith, I mum would come in and help do orders. And, yeah. you know, I am always looking for other people to help because when we go away later this year, hopefully, like I will need someone to come in and do the orders and stuff like yeah. that. So there's lots of like casual stuff. And then I have friends that will help at the market and, um, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. It still feels like a very small business and I'm like, any day now. Some days I'm like, I don't even know, like, how am I going to, will this go on forever? Like, I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know. And, um, but it is different now that I have had <clears throat> a baby, I guess, because I was nine to five, Monday to Friday, which I really like working like that. Yeah. But then Cohen, my husband, is in the fire brigade, so he's shift work two days, two nights, and four days off. And then, like, that rolls around. So we have, like, no consistency anymore. No. the mix and, like, who knows. But um, oh, I don't we, know I, how you're doing it all. You're doing it well, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. And I, like, love being busy and yeah. working. And it is so good that the studio, like, from here it's in my I can see it so it's really good that it's at home most of the time I was listening to that um Danny from Make House oh yes she's amazing getting out of the house and like going to her space that she's made where warehouse thing I'm like that is what I do miss is like 
putting on nice clothes because <laughs> I don't have to get dressed any day, really. Yes, yeah. Putting on clothes, putting on makeup and like speaking to people. <laughs> so you've mainly got an online presence. Yeah. So your online store is beautiful and wonderful. Yeah. What are the challenges and then the advantages of just having an online store? Um, the challenges, I guess, is that, like, I would love to be able to, I don't know, like, sell my own product in real life and speak to people. And, you know, if I had a little shop somewhere, be so involved with my customers, I guess, um, mm. which, and like, you know, familiar faces and just actually talking to people. Um, and you know, there's always like the shipping and like making sure you're always at home to get your orders out every couple of days. And like, there's some cons to it. This is also the fact that no one knows you in real life. Like if, if you've got regular customers, you know, they're online. You just, that, I think that hurt. Like I, I, I don't know. Amaldo is such a, you know, there's a one person kind of behind it when you are online, but, um, yeah, I think that's kind of where it does get challenging. You know, like if you get like a funny customer email and you're like, oh, like if you were, you would never say this to me in real life, but like you can say it over an email and yeah. that kind of stuff, I guess. I, I hear you on that one. Oh, it's so you've got, I know. You've got to remember though, I think that that one comment over the 99 good ones is the one that gets you though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But just, but also I feel like your social media really um you feel like you do know you though the person yeah. behind the brand yeah which is though. what we've tried to all I've tried to keep is um, someone once said to me that like you know like once a brand gets too big or like ahead of themselves you kind of lose that personality like that individuality individuality of the person through the account mm-hmm. and I'm like I think I went through a little wave of being like oh no like let's keep this as the brand. And then I'm like, no, I'm not getting the same feedback. Like you need, there's brands out there. Like I, I, for instance, just like a big brand, like a sports girl or something like that. Like yeah. you never know who's behind that. Whereas mm. it could just be some one person that makes it all. But you know, like, I don't know, keeping it at that. That's why I post, you know, photos of around home and like of the baby and stuff like that, just to keep it relevant that it is there is, just one person behind it. But, I think um, I think that's really um, it's that thing, isn't it? Where social media is, is this beast that you've got to keep feeding as a small business owner, and sometimes it can be tempting to maybe give it to someone else to do. But I do, yeah. you do realize when different brands have handed it on to someone else because you can tell the tone of language and. Things like that. Yeah, it just exactly. changes it I a little bit, doesn't little, it? Little like videos you put on um, stories and stuff. Mm. Like if I can do them in the studio and then be so real, um, I think that's good. I don't know, and the customers love it. And like there's other ways of them kind of marketing your product and yourself. Like yeah. even through back like a year and a half ago, and my hens and wedding and stuff. Like sharing. Oh my god, them. your hens party. It was like a Copacabana <laughs> theme. It yeah. was like insane. And so was your wedding, by the way. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Photos of both. Oh, yeah. it was so fun. The 
and everyone's like, we did Coco Cabana because I married a Cohen and we, I call him Coco. So oh, we're like, it was so, <laughs> no one understood that part. I'm like, no, it's really relevant. But um, yeah, it was it, sharing all of that still, if I was a brand trying to not do that, like, I don't know, like I lost, I would lose that engagement as well. Like yeah. people then would come up to me at the market and be like, oh, your wedding photos are so fun or oh my God. Loved you, so love that. So um we all stalked it here we all stalked your wedding and your um hen's party and oh, all of your yeah. friends have the nicest teeth like this <laughs> they're oh, all so pretty with like that yeah <laughs> like look back at all the photos all of the girls here were like oh my god emily's friends have the nicest teeth so we're such we're such weirdos here. oh my god i love it no so <laughs> But that would be, I guess, sorry, back, that was like a very long-winded answer to that question. That would be like challenges and advantages. Yeah, advantages always just like having the business at home and being that, fle like flexibility is good. Like Smith can go to sleep, Colin can be on night shift and I can start work at like 7 p.m. So, Oh, my God, I'd even forgotten what question I'd asked you at the start of that. <laughs> no, because I'm trying to not, like, I'm the worst. I'll derail this whole conversation. All <laughs> I will as well when I'm talking about, <laughs> talking about your friend's teeth. So I feel like you have a really strong and distinct brand. So how, how have you done this? Like, I feel like it's very consistent. And I've um, always felt like you're really batting above. Yeah, I don't know. Like we, I, the branding initially, like way back before you would even remember, it was no good. I did it all um, it was <laughs> basic as, and yeah, don't know. But um, then I, one day, like when we were in Torquay, like three or four years, no, probably four or five years ago, I changed all my branding to red and pink because I'm like, I love this combo. I don't really care if anyone doesn't love it. And it was like a bit before the the trend of red and pink and stuff. And just I rewrote my logo and scanned it in and made it a little graphic. Um, and then just, I don't know, just did it. And it, it was really well received as well. Um, and then since then, I rebranded like three years ago to what it is now. Yeah. But then I just adapt all, I, there's a few girls that have done um, various like different graphic stuff for me and I'm always just like quite clear on what I want and to always like use the same shade of pink and like yeah. stuff like that. I don't know. Like it, I've just always, if I like it, I just feel like it works. Like, but if yeah. I'm questioning it or I'll get tissue, like I currently have like, 2000 sheets of tissue paper in the wrong color you would have received some in your order and it's like a muddy pink and oh, so like, no like, one else would know that but i i hear you 100 percent. but i, I did not notice but yeah so um i don't know i think as long as i'm across it and i approve things that people send through and i like it then i think it's okay and i do try and still not not have it the same forever so like when we did the coco cabana range there was new branding came out but it still had to be in line with what the main the brand brand was yeah. so i had a girl make um, a whole heap of coco cabana assets and like gifts mm. and stuff that could then be put, popped onto the edm but i'm like we don't want coco cabana if we're sending out a bridal edm so yeah um yeah i don't know i think it's just being making sure that like all you stick with a colour palette and then 
stick with even like the shapes and stuff in the designs included in the graphics and then now like a graphic designer friend is doing more stuff for me and she's really led the way as to what I should do, which has been really helpful when I don't have as much time. Mm. Um, and it's finding a graphic des designer or any graphic design is really all I need for online, but like, you know, someone to work with that do does understand the brand and is in line with it. Cause Cohen can do graphic design, but like his, what he loves is not the same as I love. Yes. So I never yeah. get him, my own husband to do any of my jobs because I'm like, no, no. don't match my style. <laughs> it's good advice for someone though as well. Like if you can get that design signature sorted and you just sort of stick within those guidelines, but you sort of mix it up a little bit to keep it exciting and surprising. Like whenever something comes from you, I love the unboxing of it because yeah. it is, yeah, but it is recognisable as you. So and I guess it does with content creation as well. Like that's where it's yes. been a massive not a massive fail, but like I've sent stuff to people in the past to do content creation and, you know, like... Like an influencer or something. Oh, yeah, influencer or like a paid, like there's full content creators, like send them like a box of earrings and then they take photos for me. Oh, okay. Social media. So yeah. then just like giving the job to someone else. And I just never questioned it. I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll get the brand. Like just go on my Instagram and you can see what, how to do it. Like do your own versions and then it's not me taking all the bloody photos in yes, the yeah. myself. They'll, you know, fresh taste or whatever. And I've gotten stuff back and been like, great, I have to pay for that job now. And I'm not going to use any of this because they're oh. not being, it's just not right. And I, I hate using, if it's going to wreck my feed or whatever, like I'm not, I don't want to use it. So influences and stuff, I don't mind because I'm more, ha I do like seeing a range of people wearing it. And yes, that. so yes. that's not, I don't care about that. I mean, don't love it if, if like it's not right message i might not share it on my like pot, like feed or whatever but um yeah like as long as yeah i just think finding people with like the same kind of style will always work for your brand image really. yeah so where the girls all want to know as well how do you start a new range where do you find your inspiration from or are you just adding new pieces all the time yeah i'm more adding pieces all the time much yeah. to everyone's annoyance that's why i've been too scared to do trade shows because i'm like i don't work in ranges like how am i gonna do one yes <laughs> but um yeah. the coco cabana range was really successful so that was that was a good indication that maybe i should do a few i want to have like a consistent range and then like a pop-up of a little like capsule come up every yeah. so often but not specifically on a timeline it's just more when it's going to work um coco cabana was really good because it's a, such a strong theme as well so i planned the shoot around it um and that kind of came from my hen state because mm. i got so much feedback saying oh, one if anyone wants to make a business on making fruit head pieces oh my god did you make those by the way yeah, like, and they're not good. Like, we, they, oh, were they looked amazing that night. Like, we mm. were, they were just like hot glue gummed onto headbands the night before. We had a little making party, like, only a few of us. And then everyone else rocked up and it kind of had the same idea. So, they, yeah, they looked great. So, that, there was so much feedback from that. And I got some really good um, imagery because, yes, there was a photographer at my Wednesday. Yes. <laughs> so, they, um, 
that content as well. If anyone was wearing a Meldo, like it was just such a good shoot idea. And I was like, oh, well, let's just do it. Coco Cabana range. Then I just did heaps of styles to fit that theme mm. and it just worked really well. So I just, I think. Did I, you make all your friends wear a Meldo earrings to your hens? So they all given a pair. Oh, that's <laughs> smart. That's so like good. Good content. I see people at my hens. So it was yeah. a big, it was a big party, but um. Yeah, so, and, and then a friend had a hens recently and I said, I'll just gift everyone a pair and there's a girl taking photos there as well. So, <laughs> all content again, like, yes. give it to me. That's everyone. smart. So, That's... Um, yeah, I, coming up with ranges, it's more just individual pieces. Like, the daisies, for instance, I honestly couldn't tell you. I could see that there was a bit of that, like, retro trend coming back in, like, a cool way. Um and I can never do something for Melda that's like too obscure because I don't feel like it sells for Melda as much as I might love it. Even the mismatch earrings, like not everyone knew what that that was okay yeah. for a while, but now it's okay. But um, yeah, for, for instance, the Daisy, like, you know, Daisy print wasn't really anywhere for a while and now it's kind of come back and I just thought, let's just do a Daisy earring. So mm. I just, and because when I go and make something, I don't need to go and make, a thousand pairs and then get rid of them so i can just start with 20 and if they don't sell i just put them on sale like yes see so yeah. I just and and because you're also selling the items yourself you can see what's a great seller and do it yeah. like we were talking about with the daisies before like different color combos and and, and it is cool someone cool yeah like, get someone cool to take a photo and share it and then instantly the style sells out yourselves like it's you just need to show people how to wear it sometimes, I think. And um, Yes, yeah, definitely. Kind of it. But it is cool that your business model is that you don't have to buy a thousand of something because you yeah. are making it. You can keep, yeah, exactly. keep in control. It's when, it's when I work alongside like a supplier or something and I'll do a design and then I'll have to do big orders. So I have to be quite confident with it then. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I like I definitely, I'm thinking about now like the new range of what I want it to be. Be, and I have like a few things in mind but yeah I guess I don't I'll go do like a few little tester shoots in between like we've mm -hmm. got to shoot in a couple of weeks who knows if we're even allowed to do it we're meant mm. to be doing it um and that's just to get more like content but it's not around a whole range but I did love doing that um Coco Cabana one but yeah, yeah. I just I don't know I just guess I kind of come up I don't know just kind of come up with it or like I do lots of little drawings yeah. and then um pop them all in the computer and stuff and then just yeah do really small cut of materials and see how it goes and then it's I just cool. it's, and it's feedback from everyone else like yeah if, if I can see something's working then I'll really run with it that's like why the daisies end up in six colors right now so <laughs> <laughs> and I think you could add another six as well now yeah. I I love your photo shoots. I love that you use different aged women, different sizes, different ethnic backgrounds. Uh, I just feel like you've sort of broken the fashion mould a bit. I think it's so great. Yeah. Well, it really helped that my um, friend owns a 30-plus modelling agency. So she... Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Silver cool. Fox, um, Silver Fox. She's in Sydney. But she also has part of the agency in Melbourne and stuff. So that's kind of when I'd heard her speaking, she was on like Sunrise and stuff talking about the agency and, you know, breaking that norm of who the model should be. 
I was like, yeah, I actually get so many messages and photos of like older women in my stuff and I may as well just use some more relevant content for them. Mm. Um, and it was really fun doing that. Also, we're still, like I always, if, seriously, if anyone has a cool grandma, like send her my way because I really want to do another shoot again, just getting cool pictures of like a whole heap of older women. Um, There's loads of cool grandmas. I know, like I love the grandma look. And I guess like um, Karen Walker and stuff had done it years ago and I loved all those shots. So they were a big inspo mm. on doing some of those shots. But I guess I never got, you know, I, I, I think I need like to do it again. Just a new version of it. And like really do it as more a dress up thing, not like a wearable thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then it was, yeah, it was really positive getting, um, using a whole heap of different people in the shoots and, you know, posting again on Instagram and the feedback that came back mm. from that. Was it's a really good message too. Yeah. And I've got such another good shoot idea, which I'm happy to share because I would love anyone to like be in contact about it, which is to have just when all this lockdown stops, like it was meant to happen in July, but like a big open day of like, you kind of subscribe to if you're going to rock up with your friends, bring a really cool outfit, we'll give you a pair of earrings, we'll pop you on a background and just get heaps of content of all different people. I love that. So I'm like, well, that's a great way of doing a shoot for a good price as well and then getting such a variation of people because they're also people that want to wear the product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like that's like it's something else that's, again, good with shoots. You need the person to feel comfortable wearing the product or otherwise it just isn't going to work yeah yeah do you follow trends um I don't know sometimes yes and sometimes no but uh yeah I guess so Mm. you probably need to in a way but you've got your own aesthetic going on and I kind of think of like trends more as like you know they're like clothing and um interiors or whatever and then the earrings or jewelry kind of just like are an addition like they don't need to be on trend i don't know as such you know i, I yeah kind of i, I don't know that's that's a good answer yeah what what gives you the most joy in your business um i do love still doing the making and like coming up with new product ideas yeah. um yeah and seeing it kind of come together once all my materials arrive and like having that day of like unpacking it all, which I can just imagine you with your Robert Gordon range coming out, like oh, it all coming to life yeah. and it being there and you're like, yes, like, great. That is definitely still a highlight and shoots. Like I guess that's kind of where like in other jobs and stuff I've done and that's what I have loved, you know, doing the photo shoots is another time consuming and tiring process but so great at the end because I love seeing the end result of things just looking fresh and fun and um yeah yeah those two things would be the real driver because if I know I've got a shoot ahead of me I'm like really motivated sometimes I get into a bit of a lull if I haven't got something in the foreseeable future happening that's fun um and it's it's just like uninspiring so and what do you find most challenging Oh, my God. Accounting, money, everything. <laughs> the boring stuff. <laughs> Literally anyone that ever asks. I'm like, like, if I was to set up a business, like, what would I do? I'm like, get an accountant and, like, 
just do it properly because I went into this as like a sole trader and it just all stuffed up and then I couldn't pay myself and then I ended up with this tax bill of like a ridiculous amount of money and like just sort that stuff out from the start because yeah. and still like I get my tax bill again and I'm like oh my god like how do I owe money still like how many years behind us I know. so that that is my challenge and yes it's constantly just like a nightmare it's like something that you lose sleep over because yeah forever i just i'll never understand it i swear to god yeah but if you do if you keep doing what you're doing well hopefully you won't have to worry about it too yeah, much exactly. <laughs> that's what i try and think to myself because i rely on my accountant and my bookkeeper so much yes. i love them i i really love the core business values that you've created for Ameldo. Um, and, and do you think it's something that other businesses should do as well? Have you found it really helpful? Yeah. It, after, yes, rereading, it's great to like always come back to something if you kind of, um, you've gone off path a little bit yeah. or you don't kind of, I feel like you brands go through these stages where they're kind of like, especially if you're by yourself, forget what's going on, like, or where you started or yeah, where you're going or you need to do something. It'll just kind of re-inspire you and like bring you back down to earth and just, just remind yourself of like what your brand is, mm. I guess. Um, and what are, what are your values? What are the values? All right. So there's free to be, um, beautiful everyday life, straight talk and an atmosphere of joy. So it's just like, it's very positive and um, I don't know, uplifting each other and I guess welcoming everyone. And I, that's how you, like if we're going to go do a shoot or something, like remember bringing that into mind, what your values are, like it'll help choose your talent and set the scene for the mood of the shoot. And like once everyone's there on those shoot days, they're always really fun, whether we know each other or don't know each other. And like, yeah, like just not much negativity in mm. for Ameldo. So yeah, it I think is. That's cool though that you can. Um, it's kind of like a bit, you know, the more fluffy side of not a fluffy side, but the the nice side of a business plan, like your business objectives. But it's what yeah. you, as a moral code, want to. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, like being you know, a small business that I, that is growing, which I think then people forget that you are a small business yeah. when they, they think that you're bigger than you are. And you're like, I'm not, I'm still just a person behind this, but um, like it's, you know, be real and like remind people of that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm allowed to still get annoyed or pissed off when mm. someone copies me or something like that. And mm. it's like, yeah, people are like, don't take it to heart. I'm like, yeah, but like, I've still got to remind myself, like in those values, like I am like straight talk, like be real about it. Like it's the truth. Like, what am I going to be like? Oh, it's a compliment. Well, it's not a compliment. <laughs> I know. So do you find that, is that quite common? The yeah, it is quite common. And oh, it's hard. Yeah, just, and like just with even graphics and stuff, all of it, just some of that copied and, you know, it, that's again where you bring back those pillars and yeah. remind yourself of what your brand is. And cause like, it is good to share that you're annoyed and you don't just have to be like, 
we're just all happy days over here. Ameldo, fluffy rainbows, pink sparkles. Woo. Like it's all, you know, it's all part of it. So I yeah. feel like your um, core business values though and that joy really comes across in, even if you're not happy all the time, but <laughs> I mean, it really comes out of your business with everything that you do with your branding and your product and everything that you present and your yeah, newsletters. So that's good that you think that as well. Yeah. And so you've got a small baby, an eight month, eight month old. Yeah. Um, like how are you managing it all? Um, again, it's probably good that Cohen does the work that he does. Um, yes. Because before that I would work so much and now I still can work heaps, but we are sometimes a bit chips in the night. Like I'll go out the back to work and he'll be in here with Smith. But um, it's literally just like each day and each week at the moment. Yeah. and babysitting that helps <laughs> um but it is definitely more challenging trying to do new things or like at the moment the studio is an absolute bomb and i'm like it's it's just not on the priority list anymore like that's yeah. just fallen off there and i used to love the studio was all organized and beautiful at all times and now i'm like no nah, don't have time to vacuum and mop we'll just leave that all messy so i guess I'm managing to like, you know, get all the orders done and having that four week wait with wholesale at the moment still is saving me because I, c I don't have to, you know, rush and get that done instantly when orders come through for that. So yeah, it's, and it is time management really. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll have to just watch this space in like six months. I don't know. It'll all... <laughs> <laughs> well, once I have a toddler, it will just be very different again. Um, an evolving process. You've got it. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. But like that is just, that is not toddler safe, that studio. We yeah. cannot have um, a toddler out there. There's just too many edible items. Yes. That's going to be a no-go zone. So yeah, we'll just, we'll just see. We'll see how it all pans out and mm. what the new normal becomes then. But it is, I guess that's how I am managing best is probably with Cohen's work, just being yeah. a, um his home so much and so when this podcast comes out you will have been a week into your victorian lockdown of six weeks with yep. corona i i initially had a corona message um question on here but i was like oh, everyone's so sick of hearing about it i think but now it feels like it's so real again and I think yeah. it could happen here in Orange. Like, I feel so sorry for you guys. Yeah. How, um, how did you find it? How are you finding it? Um, did you have to pivot at all or is it because you're online? Um, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think it actually was going so well during yeah. the first lockdown. There was no, no issues with it at all. Yeah. Like I was... I was doing as well as the year before kind of thing. So that's fine. Um, and I think that the message that I was sending through and so many other people were sending through was like supporting small businesses. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People were just, they were doing it. They were supporting small businesses. And so I got actually probably more wholesale orders come through for all my, because all my stores that I stocked to are essentially small businesses as well. So I got so many wholesale orders come through and my price point is really low mm -hmm. and 
we always just like market that like you know earrings will always fit you and mm. work that working from home look like with ear bling for your zoom calls and stuff so we oh totally that's a good yeah that's really yeah good. like you can just be like slippers down below and <laughs> like you've got on now yeah she's just um, flicked up her uggies yeah. <laughs> and yeah so it actually wasn't too bad and it was really good like it was it felt really the same for yeah. us because yeah cohen does the he didn't have to stop work or anything yeah. he can't work from home um i was as usual and Smith was just not being babysat the first time. So, and I guess the bonus of this second wave is that it's just sort of you guys, it's not everyone. Exactly. It's annoying, and but good. I, I messaged my um, friend that does the digital marketing. I'm like, okay, we need to retarget the ads to like Queensland and stuff now. We're not <laughs> going to focus on Melbourne because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. It should be again this time, fine this time round because the rest of Australia isn't in it, and I get so many orders Australia wide. Like mm. it's not just yeah, Melbourne so stuff. that's um, good. Yeah, and I think it also was really good that people were doing um, heaps of gifting to friends or whatever through the business, which always helped me. So mm. if they were going to go send them a present, they weren't going to buy something on some big retail. They just did it through me and we did all the cards to send with someone for free and all that as well. So yeah, it's actually been really fun. And it yeah. gave me the time to actually focus on like doing new things and like cleaning the website up and yeah. Yeah. So work. what, so what does the future hold for Meldo? What are you still wanting to achieve? Well, I have like a new little fun range that should hopefully happen that is not jewellery. Um, oh. Yeah, which I will not say because I feel like I'm going to jinx it. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll tell you off recording. Okay, righto, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully that will happen this year. And I think as long as it's continually growing, that's all I want. Like I just feel like for me, the success of having a small business is if I can keep my, like a, a salary and income, a weekly income through my own business where, you know, the business has gone exceptionally well or not exceptionally well. If I can still work for myself yeah. and pay myself, that's kind of all that matters. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at it trying to be like some billion dollar business. You know what I mean? Like, um, so yeah, as long as I can keep doing that, I'll always keep doing new ranges and like responding to what customers want. And mm. if it all, if everyone just decides that they hate earrings all of a sudden, which I kind of feel like they don't, because there's always like that more like artsy market otherwise that love it. And yeah, I think then we'll question it. But right now, mm. we're okay. I love, I love that. It's just like, Building a life for yourself and enjoying it, really. Yeah, exactly. Challenging yourself a bit creatively and it's kind of the dream, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like I would, God, I would love to have my own shop one day and it be like yes. an elbow store with like other brands incorporated. But it's one of those things, like everything that happens in my life, I swear it just like one day I'll just like see something that I like, like a little store and I'll be like apply and then all of a sudden it'll happen and my accountant will kill me and I think I can totally see that I yeah. just yeah 
like I'm always like have my eyes open for one but um yeah I think like that's I don't know I think that's what will happen and I would like that to happen but not necessarily like on any plan in any rush like just see how it all pans out like I would hate to do that right now with a baby and a (laughs) often the worst time is when um opportunities come your way though exactly which so but i feel like that will i can totally envision an amazing imeldo concept store yeah um what what advice would you give to someone who wanted to turn their hobby into a job well other than the the accounting thing yeah yeah (laughs) really really need to sort that out um i think yeah like most people say like you may as well just do it there's no harm in trying to do it a lot of people i've heard people say that like just quit your job and do it i don't really recommend that like that's not ideal it's not going to necessarily work but just like always have it in the background like you know get home from work and do your hobby that you want to turn into a job and slowly build it like it can't you can't make it happen instantly and I think that's, again, what a lot of people um, think happened with the Meldo. I'm like, no, like, I didn't even have a website. It was going for a year without a website. Like, I just yeah. had an office. So, like, it depends what you have. But, like, go and get some stockers of your stuff. And um, even if it is just, like, two local stores and mm. they'll willingly take it, then great. And then just build it that way and respond to what customers want, I guess. You need to hear your own feedback. So, yeah, if you're not... I don't know if something's not working. I think you just got to take that on board. Yeah, I love that, and I think that's the beauty of hearing, um, like people's story of their business. Because sometimes, I guess, we all look at the end product or the big yeah. store or the big online followers, and you think that that's what you're up against, but it's not really, is it? It's like that slow burn. I love that yeah, advice. It's that good. Slow, yeah, just slowly getting it all done and be smart yeah, about not it. Not investing too much money in anything. Like just yes. do whatever you can yourself. Like don't try and pay people to do everything or see if people are always willing to do like little jobs for you for free. Like if you wanted a little logo or something, like just message a friend. <laughs> I don't know, just stuff like that. Oh, I love that. That's great advice. Okay, that brings us to the jumbled mix bag. Are you ready for your questions? Yes, I love listening to the jumbled mix bag. Okay. What's the best piece of advice that someone has ever given you? Right, so I'm not great with the advice. I'm not, because I'm also not great at taking on people's advice. (laughs) I really do what I want to do. But a really good quote, I don't know, something that someone said to me once was like, Failure is your own perspective. Oh, <laughs> Which yeah. I was like, that is, is like advice, really, because if you think you're stuffing something up, or like, it can, and that can apply to anything, like, yeah, I I love know, that. mum life, or like, work life. What if you just don't think it's bad, then it's not bad. So, yeah. it's like, you know, like, you do something bad with your child by accident, you know, like, I. I don't know, accidentally gave him honey or something. You're not supposed to give him honey. Yeah. We're our own worst enemy a little bit, aren't we, with the pressures that we place on ourselves. I love that advice. That's good. Decide to not think it's bad, then it's not actually bad. Totally. Or or you learn from it. 
Exactly. And so like, if you just put it into your own perspective, I've now just been like, oh yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't matter. Good. But if someone's judging you, then it's their own problem. Totally. <laughs> What's your dream project? Oh my God. Is Victoria's Secret even still a thing? I don't even know. But if it was... <laughs> I don't know if they went into receivership during COVID. Okay, well, I'm not sure, but they'll probably come back. They still have those Victoria's Secret shows that everyone's really controversial because their models are too skinny or whatever. Yeah. But imagine doing, like, all the cool, massive, like, jewellery and stuff. For Amazing. The show. You know how they do, like, the non-sex, the not-as-sexy, like, cooler, all the colourful costume ones? That would be, like, a dream job. So good. I, I can totally Victoria's Secret shows still, whether <laughs> they hate it or not. <laughs> okay, fave color combination of V pink and red. But good. Um, yeah, red, red anything. It's probably everyone thinks it's pink, and I do love pink, but I really love red. Like You're wearing a very cool red scarf at the minute. Too. It's quite cool. Yeah. Now, what would be your dream photo shoot location? Um. Well, I've now been to palm springs twice and i've I love palm springs it. so actually doing a full shoot there would be epic i took um when we were on holiday three years ago there um like me and Kyle were there and the friend came with us as well i took heaps of pieces with me but we were away for three months at that time so like it was just whatever was left not tattered by the end of that but you know doing a full-blown shoot there would be so cool it's such an inspire, isn't it cool? Oh, so like, cool. You can, like, there's nothing lame in Palm <laughs> And it's exactly how you'd imagine it to be, isn't it? Yeah, it feels so yeah. set back in the world. I don't know. Yeah. It's so cool. So, yeah. yeah, that would be a dream. Who would you love to see wearing a pair of your earrings? They can be dead or alive. <laughs> well, my achievable goal... <laughs> would be Jenny Brocky from Insight because she... On ABC, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, SBS. Oh, SBS. Um, cool. She's like older lady and she always has cool earrings on and I just don't know how to get in contact with her because I've stalked her on Instagram and she did not have one. So I need to find out how. If anyone knows her, can you please get in touch with Emily? <laughs> yeah, or seriously, um, yeah, if you're the person that dresses her for SBS, let me know. Oh, um, so good. And then, oh, seriously, like everyone, they'd be, they're really like out there, crazy, cool people. Who's, who's cool? I don't know. Like Beyonce or something. Yeah. <laughs> really cool. But, yeah, so I know. Um, yeah, no, I like, I appreciate everyone wearing them. So Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Do you make your bed in the morning? No, Colin makes the bed. <laughs> oh my god, super husband! Oh. I hate making the bed. Same. And I'm not good at making beds. Neither. Like, even when I was in that styling job, like it was my worst nightmare. I can't do the pillows neatly, and like I also have like bad pillows. Like I've got that orthopedic pillow. Same. Like they don't look cool in pillowcases. <laughs> no, I know. I love those. The foam. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. I think we're like bed twins. I just said orthopedic. That's so not the right word. Oh, but I knew exactly what you. A chiropractic. Chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I knew exactly what you were talking That's why about. We're not in that industry. <laughs> okay, and if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what do you think you'd be doing? Not midwifery either. So. That. <laughs> um, I think I would 
possibly like if I was doing like kind of what I was already doing, it would probably still be like something to do with styling stuff. But I don't know. I was also like never super confident in that. So that or I don't know. I'll, again, just to, I would love to just have a shop. I've always wanted to have a shop. Like whether I had my own brand connected to that shop or not. Kind of like I, you, like I think you have to do it. I think you've got to look yeah, for a shop. Me too. All right, Mark missed my account. <laughs> you're like hey you're gonna hate me that's how i start all um messages like that yeah, so how do you feel about it? yeah yeah i think yeah, I, I can think see it happening for you oh i can't wait to see what you're gonna do in the future like it's a big bright future for you and i love how you're kind of the accidental um business girl who's just you're just doing it all so well. So thank you so much for talking to us today and um, keep making amazing jewellery. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was so thank, cool. so, like, thank you. Back. Woo. Hey, thank you so much for listening and sharing a glass of bubbles with us. Please subscribe if you want to hear more and share it with all your kick-ass businesswomen friends. So until next time, stay fabulous.